Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and I am on a mission to liberate people to their authentic power and ideal self-expression. So what's a people pleaser? Well, those of us who are people pleasers are usually very loving and kind. We're empathetic. We also tend to prioritize other people's needs over our own, which leaves us feeling not seen and not heard. We're great at anticipating the needs of others and often put ourselves in second place. We're great doers and nurturers, and we often have the role of keeping the peace, whether it's in our families or in the workplace. Well, the first thing I wanna share with you is that there's nothing wrong with you. But we do wanna take some of these qualities of people pleasing that we focus so much on other people and turn them on to ourselves first, which turns them into our superpower. To find out more, listen to this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. and this is episode 61 of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm really thrilled that you're here. We're going to talk today about a topic that's very challenging to all people pleasers, which is setting boundaries. So you probably have someone in your life, you may have a number of someone's in your life that you know you need to set a better boundary with. Now, how do you know if you need to set a better boundary or set a boundary at all? Because maybe there isn't one. It is probably because you're angry. So anger and resentment are usually the first two ways that you will feel when you have a boundary that's out of place. So they are to me the gifts. I mean, it may not be any fun when you're going through it, but that burst of anger or that feeling of resentment is like your soul saying, whoa, wait a minute, honey, you have given too much. You have overworked, you have over-prioritized other people, you have over something. Otherwise, you wouldn't feel angry and or resentful, okay? So they are, often they come together, but you might feel one and not the other, it doesn't matter. Just, you know what I'm talking about here. When you think about times or that you have ended up being angry and resentful, about something you, and you might've even volunteered to do it. You offered to help with something, you know, but then somewhere along the way, things went south and by the end you're resentful. So this is because you need to set a different boundary. Now, how do we really do that? One of the best ways to do it, there's a little bit of a process, a little excavating that you need to do to figure out why, first of all, why it's hard for you to set the boundary. Okay, because if it was easy, you would have already done it, right? So there's something that drives that. So to say, like I have a lot of clients that'll come to me, we're on cocktails and coaching or whatever, and they'll say, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm so bad at setting boundaries. I just, I have a terrible time setting boundaries. Okay, there's a reason for that. So it's not just, I'm not gonna sit here today and give you a script that you can link to in the show notes of what to say to the person that you need to set a boundary with because that's not how life works. And that's not how boundaries work. 
because it's much more about the energy behind it than the actual words you say. Of course, you want to be, you know, thoughtful about the words or, and by that, I just mean think through it so that it aligns with your truth, but that's not really the issue. The issue is everything in between. And if you heard last week's podcast on the sleigh day, and what did, what did you have in your life that you really wanted to slay? That was episode 60. I talked about this knowing and doing gap. So you know you have a problem. You're feeling angry and resentful for some towards someone or some situation. And so then you know you need to set a boundary. But there's a big gap there. Like you can't just go from as a normal you know pattern of behavior not setting boundaries to some big aha ah, I just need to set boundaries okay I'm gonna go do that it won't work that way because you have been conditioned to believe most likely that bad things will happen when you set boundaries because that's what happens to those of us who grow up in environments where we end up coping with that environment by pleasing everyone There's a reason for that, right? Because the environment was unstable or we were um, in a position maybe even where we were not safe or there was a lot of trauma around us or whatever it was. And so we build up this resistance to setting boundaries because at the time, like when we were kids, that was probably the best thing to do, right? To just go along because that is often what ends up creating the safest emotional environment for a kid. But then we get to be adults and it's like, okay, well now that's backfiring because I'm an adult dealing with other adults and this is just getting worse and worse for me and I need to do something about it. So there's two things I want you to think about as you kind of dig into this yourself or explore it, maybe is a gentler word than digging in. Um, (laughs) but you want to explore how it benefits you or maybe benefited you when you were a kid, if you want to think about it that way, to not have boundaries, to not stand up for yourself, to not speak your truth. There's a whole bedrock of reasons behind why you didn't learn those skills to begin with. And so for me, I mean, I would have faced tons of judgment, tons of ridicule, tons of shame from my family, from the church, you know, from the culture that I lived in. And so it was really much safer for me to be the people pleaser that I was until I was old enough to take care of myself and learn to set those boundaries. And then if some of those people shamed me or judged me or rejected me or whatever, I could handle that because now I'm an adult. As a kid, we can't handle that. So I want you to think about when the whole thing got started, you know, go back to when you were a child. I often will ask a client, when is the first time they remember feeling a certain way or having a certain experience of, I'm going to decide to keep my mouth shut to keep the peace. Okay. Like, when's the first time you can really remember doing that? It's usually when we're children. And to really look into why that was a good answer for you at that time. 
because you probably weren't in a safe environment. You weren't with people that could handle your truth. You weren't, you know, so that allows you to go to that part of you, that little child part of you and have that grace and have the gratitude that, you know, we were intuitive enough as children to put in place for ourselves things that would be self-protective because that was a great thing to do then. And then also to be able to go to this part two, which is, okay, and now I realize this isn't serving me anymore. It was great when I was a kid, protected me up from all sorts of backlashes, you know, of all, from all sorts of people, but now it doesn't serve me. Now it's squashing me. Now it's hurting me. Now I'm feeling suffocated. Now I'm feeling exhausted. I'm feeling overwhelmed because I'm doing so much for others or I'm expending my energy to others to such a degree that I don't have anything left for myself. And that's not healthy for me. And it's not healthy for the people that I am trying to serve either. So you look at that and say, all right, so now what do I need to know? What do I need to um, learn maybe to be able to close that knowing and doing gap. So now I know it's not serving me and I need to, you know, start setting some boundaries. So boundaries are over here on the solution, setting the boundaries are the solution. I know the problem is that I haven't been setting firm enough ones or enough of them or whatever it is. Now, what, how do I fill in that gap? And so Part of filling in the gap is being able to understand why I got here, kind of how I got here in the first place. It was self-protective. And then how it's not serving me today to continue being that way. Because sometimes we have to really get in touch with how something is impacting us. It's very easy when we're used to over-functioning and over-prioritizing others to think that that's making our lives easier. Oh, it'll just be easier if I do it myself, you know, all those things are what we tell ourselves. But then when we look at the anger and the resentment, we start to feel the price that we're paying for that. And I want you to really feel that price that you're paying because it is what will motivate you to create or um, either create for yourself or seek the help. Like that's what everybody does who hires me, right? They're seeking help to find what that solution is that needs to be created. You know, unique for you. We're all different. We all do it a little bit differently. And so you need to find the way for you to close that knowing and doing gap. Because while the awareness is the beginning of it, until we actually begin thinking and feeling and behaving differently, the transformation has not occurred. And so awareness is where it starts, but awareness is not enough to take you through that knowing and doing gap. So really today, what I'm talking about and encouraging you to do is an exercise in awareness. It's an awareness of realizing how this pattern got started when you were a child and how it's no longer serving you then your next steps are to go into, okay, so now do, how do I start thinking different thoughts, feeling different feelings, 
so that I can start doing different things. So this is really the solve it method in a nutshell, which is why I'm so focused on this. And in fact, um, have uh, probably by the time this episode airs, we'll have a digital program for it. So you can check your show, show notes because if it's out by the time you hear this, I'll have it in the show notes. Um, but it, the solve it method takes you through a process to start to figure that out because the desire, there's four elements in the solvent method. There's desire. So the desire is set the boundary, okay? And you've got to close up that knowing and doing gap. So working your way through the desire and what you want and, how, and then activating how you're going to feel when you have it, what you've been thinking and feeling that keeps you from having it, keeps you in that gap or keeps you over here at the beginning of just thinking you need to suck it up and, you know, get over yourself. Those thoughts and feelings work on both sides. The thoughts and feelings have kept you stuck and the and new thoughts and feelings are your way through that knowing and doing gap. And then the fourth piece is the action. That's where you're really doing, you're beginning the actual behaviors of that transformation that you were seeking of a person who can set boundaries. So I want you to think about the situation or the person, whatever that is the most challenging for you right now from the boundary perspective. Think about what's making you angry, what's making you feel resented, resentment so that you can identify that. And then just start for now with those two pieces of, yeah, how did this really get started when I was a kid? And yeah, let me be able to acknowledge how that served me when I was a kid. And now let me be really painfully honest with myself about how it's not serving me now, okay? And then you can do any number of things. You can download the free podcast bundle on the Solvent Method and listen to me go through these four steps again, these four elements. So you can work your way through it if, you know, for kind of DIY solution to it, or you can click on the link in the show notes for a connection call. We can talk about a 90 day coaching program. We can talk about a sleigh day. If that's kind of a big full day, all about you is a better way for you to create a transformation. We can do it that way. I work with people in all kinds of ways. If the digital program is out, click on that. You can get that. Um, if it's not out, it'll be out any minute now, um, because that that's something that I'm working on right now. And so I want you to have these tools because I've used them over and over and over, and I've used them with clients over and over and over. And I'm telling you, it works. It's a simple enough process. It's not always easy to create transformation, but it is so worth it. The relief, the freedom, the joy, the love and appreciation you will have for yourself is absolutely priceless and life-changing. So thank you for joining me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser, and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I've got a couple of great things in the show notes for you. So one, if you've heard me talk about a process I use with clients called the Solve It Method, I have put together a special bundle of podcasts that you can access 
through the show notes. You'll get the whole bundle in one email. And that way you can listen to the episodes that I recorded that explain this really simple process that you can use to self-coach. And then it will also give you sort of a window into what it's like to work with me. And on top of that, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for you to schedule a connection call because I hear from so many people in the podcast that they really connect with what I'm teaching and with what I'm coaching about, and it motivates them to want to work with me. I would say probably three-fourths of my clients over the last six months or so have come to me through this podcast. So if you're thinking about working with me, click on that connection call link and book your 15 minute call. Of course, there's no obligation. We'll talk about whatever your goals are with coaching, what you're thinking about and make sure that I'm the coach for you. And if this is the right time for you. And then I also in the show notes have the link to my private Facebook group. So you can come join me over there. So thanks for joining me for this episode.